What's up, everybody? Welcome to a bite-sized edition of the None of Your Business podcast. I'm Dr. Sean Dill. This is my beautiful wife, Lacey Book. We want to just take a few minutes out of your day to talk about something that's been sort of on our minds lately. We see a lot of discussion about ideal client and target market. Sometimes people confuse the words, right? A lot they, of times people the confuse same thing, the words. Right? Yeah, even people that we've taught this to in the past, they still confuse the two words. But we want to talk today about the fact that your ideal client and your target market, so both things, really... When we say that, you start thinking about individuals. So people say, like, you know, if you're talking ideal client, it's a twenty-four-year-old female. Yeah. Um, if we're talking target market, then that shops at Lululemon or that frequents health food stores or whatever you have that's into entrepreneurship, whatever that is. But really, what we want to talk about today is how your target market is actually a belief system, and people don't really fully. Think about this. And I think this will help you tremendously in trying to grow your business because we think about who they are, but we don't really think about their worldviews. And depending on what you do, the worldview is going to be critical in recognizing that. That will keep you, for example, from talking to somebody that has no chance. Maybe they fit the demographic qualities, mm -hmm. but they don't share the same worldviews. Now, a lot of the people that we speak to are in the natural healthcare space. Sure. So what would you have to believe in order to say, go to an acupuncturist, a physical therapist, a naturopath, a chiropractor, you'd have to believe certain things. You'd have to believe. You'd have to believe that there's an all, like alternative healthcare out there that can help find you solutions to things that traditionally most people would take maybe medicine for, or go to the medical doctor for. So you'd have to believe that there was another way. I know, but what if you were the right age? You lived in the right neighborhood. You you were married. You had two kids. You had a family income of five hundred thousand dollars. You met. You ticked all the boxes, right. but you didn't believe that cryotherapy was a legitimate thing. Would you ever end up in a cryotherapy place? No. And if you did actually end up in it, you would be like, "This is ridiculous." So Who I pays for this. I feel like people are <laughs> radically overlooking the worldviews. And we're sure. in a climate in this world where worldviews are being put on display through right. social media. Worldviews are, yeah, matter. People are saying, you know, hey, this is what I think. And so what worldviews? I'm encouraging everybody to think about what worldviews would you have to have? Now, that comes in a lot of categories. Mm -hmm. You might investigate worldviews relative to spending. Right. So some people might tick all the boxes. They might have the financial wherewithal to afford your services, but they might think that spending money on anything is a bad idea. Yeah. There's some people that have a ton of disposable income and they would rather invest it into retirement or save it versus going out there and buying a new product or service. We see that so all the time. So you'd have to consider that. I even know people, even when you said investment, I know people that even in the investment side, right? So if you are a financial planner, mm -hmm. investment broker, and that's the service that you sell, well, what would the worldview have to be of a client that would be willing to give up their hard-earned money yes. to you? To you, yeah. To see what you could do with it. What, what would the, I mean, and a lot of people are like, uh, they just have to want more money. No, they wouldn't. 
Right. They'd have to believe that you, you knew could more. You yeah. could produce it, right? Return, get a return. That it was smart to invest with people mm -hmm. that knew rather than call Uncle Joe and ask him what stock he likes. And this is really interesting because it makes me think about all the times that we've talked to individuals that have clients or customers come in and they make an assumption on whether or not that person mm. is going to pay for their product or service. Um, and oftentimes it's wrong because there's also a lot of people that may not have a lot of disposable income, but because they believe that you are the solution to the issue that they have and that you are the way, essentially they will figure out a way to pay. Whereas that same individual with disposable income and had the financial resource to do so, may not believe that that's where they that that's a good place to put money and they'll never buy from you. Another you when you said assumption what comes to mind too is a lot of people assume, right? So if you are in a, in providing a service, obviously you believe in your service. The bad assumption is that everybody else in the world shares the same worldview right. that everybody thinks you know and vaccines are bad or everybody thinks that vaccines are good that everybody thinks that you know wearing a mask is a good idea or everybody thinks that you shouldn't wear a mask or that everybody shares the same view of the world and if anything right now more than any time in history that i can remember it is pretty clear to me that people have differing worldviews yeah. and so here's the deal we're recommending that regardless of whatever your business is, whatever business you are in, that you take a pause and you stop and think, all right, so what would you have to believe in order to actually acquire my service? What would you have to, and write it down. And here's the thing, if you want to go one step further, once you've written it down, that's how you market. That's the language that you would use. You are going to speak market into, into the these beliefs. beliefs. Yes. yes, speak into their belief system. I love that. And that's highly valuable. And we see all the time some of the best salespeople, per se, on the planet, that people that have a ton of people engage in their service or product are good at it because they understand so deeply that ideal client target market that they know their belief system and they speak into it and they market into that belief system. And then what do you Love do it. when you run into somebody that does not share that same belief system? You find the right fit for them and send them to yeah. somebody that takes care of people I was that has say, that I was going to say run, oh. but yours is way better. <laughs> but here's the bottom line. Here's what you do not do. You do not try to change their worldview or their belief system. And if there's something that should be clear now too as well, in this world, people that have a belief system and they're sharing yeah. that belief system openly, social media or otherwise, and then they engage in maybe friendly or maybe not so friendly debate about that belief system. Tell me honestly, have you ever seen anybody change? No. And in fact, this is really interesting because I bet each and every one of you that runs a business and has clients and customers can remember a time where you did a great job at sales and worked really hard and convinced somebody to buy your product or service. Mm. <laughs> and they get under, the, they get into the system and you're taking care of them and they are the most difficult person customer to deal with, right? That client is energetically sucking you. Why? Because you went against their belief system, convinced them of something in that moment that they didn't believe. So now your job, instead of taking care of them, providing them an awesome experience, product or service, is to continually reconvince them 
on the first thing that you re- you convince them on. Is that, and nobody that likes that. Yes. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You all feel it. You, you feel in the pain right now because you can think of individuals that you've done that with. That's why if you know the belief system and somebody shows up in front of you that has it, it's a great fit. But more importantly, when they don't have it, you know it's time to move on. All right, everybody, write down what would someone have to believe to do business with me? Begin to market into that, begin to recognize that as new clients begin to come to you or come through your door. Know which people you were put on this planet to serve and which ones you were not. If you get that straight, your business will go a long ways. That's all we've got for you today on this bite-sized edition of your None of Your Business podcast.